Are you ready? It's that time! Welcome, unfortunate souls of the internet, uh, and fortunate souls, I guess I don't know how you're feeling today, to Man Buns and Jesus, episode 25 of season two. We're so happy to be here. I might be happier to be here than Ben is, but he can... <laughs> what are we talking about today, Ben? Uh, so it is uh, the arbitrarily chosen Pastor Appreciation Month uh, once again. And uh, yesterday after Bible study, I was gifted, uh, actually, was it before or after? It might have been before Bible study. I was gifted like a gallon of soup, a pan of cornbread, and a loaf of zucchini bread. Um, so I, in my congregation, um, I, do, I do appreciate being appreciated with food, um, especially when it's as good as those have been. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, as pastors, we appreciate a lot of things. Some of them have to do with our ministry. That's uh, what I appreciate about you, Ben. Some of them like, uh, Josh's taste in alcohol are not at all, uh, associated with the ministry. Uh, this isn't alcohol if you're watching the video and I just like this is water, I swear. Um but what we do genuinely appreciate is when uh people hear the things that we are trying to teach them about God and discipleship and being a Christian and um any other number of things and people hearing that and actually responding the way that we'd hope. Um, or people doing things without us having to teach them first. Uh, and so today we thought it would be kind of fun to say, like, uh, as pastors, here's what we appreciate about you uh, in this month where a number of you have expressed your appreciation of us. Um, my dog is amped up and thinks it's playtime, so this might be a little interesting today. But uh, Josh, you want to go first? Sure. Um, I just, when I think of, when I, when I like, when I think of people I appreciate in the church and what, like what they do that is worth appreciation. <clears throat> um, I mean, obviously there's, there's stuff like the leaders in the church I'm appreciative of what you do, all of the volunteer leaders in the church. If you're listening to this, if you're a volunteer leader in your church, like that, that service particularly is appreciated. But when I think of just like people doing their thing and I look at them and I say, I am so thankful that they are members of this, at this congregation. Um, Can I expand this to, we appreciate when there are volunteers that do things so that we don't have to worry about them yeah yes very much yes like 
it's a it's a small thing but we have the old old school uh hymn boards on the side of the sanctuary and one of my elders every saturday uh he'll come in put the hymn numbers up i've never had to ask him i've never had to uh like remind him he's just he does it um <laughs> this past week he was out of town and so no one did it and uh it was weird um i Didn't expect to show up and see the the boards blank, but they were, and it caught me off guard. Um, but it's those little things that we take for granted sometimes. But we we definitely appreciate uh, the small things that people do that we then don't have to worry about. Right, but all of it. So I was building to, like, there's one family that I inescape. Like, if I think, what does a a member that I really appreciate look like? And I'm not going to name them because I, I haven't talked to them about name dropping them or whatever. And But there there is a single family in the church that I'm like, they're it, right? I see them and it makes my day better. It makes me think something is being accomplished here. Um, and they don't do anything groundbreaking. They're there on Sunday morning pretty much every Sunday and like I can't understate I can't overstate how much that alone like if you're consider if you think church is important enough that you're there almost every Sunday that means a lot right mm. because that's like that's of our week Sunday morning is kind of the thing where we theoretically see everybody Right. Not everybody does a Bible mm -hmm. study. Not everybody does these different little things throughout the week, but everybody at some point goes to worship. And seeing everybody there, seeing everybody making that a priority in their life, that's the thing that I'm that I profoundly appreciate. But so they, they show up to worship. They want to serve. But they don't have an agenda with their service. They genuinely just say, like, what do we need done? What do we need help with? I'll help. I'll like I'll step in. I'll do that. Um, they may they have their kids step in and do that. It's an expectation they have for their kids that their kids are going to be there, that their kids are going to help and serve alongside them. Um, so it's seeing that I'm very appreciative of. And then the other thing this family does um, Two, two other things that I'm just like, this, this is great. Um, they genuinely like seek to grow in their faith. And where, cause like, I don't see how you do your personal devotions. If you're like a member of my congregation, I, I don't have a magic pastor sense that tingles and I'm like, oh, they're doing their devotions right now. Like that's not, nope, that'd be creepy and weird. But how I know is they come up to me or their kids come up to me and they say, hey, I came across this. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about it? Like, can you explain it a little bit? Can, like, how do we deal with it? Whatever. Or mm -hmm. when they come to me and they say, I was talking to a friend about this issue. Do you have anything that I can, anything that I can bring to them? And like, 
seeing that they're actually looking for places for their faith to impact their their daily life like i i could not ask for more i really well i suppose i could but <laughs> I, I i don't feel any need to um and then they're inviting people mm-hmm. like this family and this is going to kind of out them for who they are but uh this family They've, we, in the past two months, we've had consistently like 12 guests there, all from, like, all invited by this one family. And some of them are becoming members, like that. Um, and then finally, they just, they, they like to hang out, right? Uh, they, they invite Chris and I to stuff, and I appreciate that, but I guess that's more of a personal thing. So it's really show up to church engaged with your faith and be serious about how you're witnessing to other people like that's what it takes for me like I see that I see this family that does all that and I think I am thankful for them I'm incredibly appreciative of them yeah I can echo so many of those sentiments and like um we have a couple of families with with young kids that I am I'm just thrilled every time I see them show up um because i like i remember how much of a pain in the butt my brothers and i were to get out of bed on a sunday morning and i'm sure your parents have probably some similar stories um about trying to get you all to church on a sunday morning your dad worked for a church um yes he did. Not, that, not that that makes it that much different but like it was still a pain for your family i'm sure um probably and, I remember very distinctly in the van, it, it was back when we lived in Florida, so I was in like probably third grade or something. Mm-hmm. I had snuck into the van and I had worn flip-flops to church and we didn't wear flip-flops. And I remember like, <laughs> I remember that was not a pleasant conversation when my mom opened the side door of the van and I was sitting there with my flip-flops. So, uh yeah it it was no picnic but they got us there they got us there every morning i actually i remember this is nuts i remember very distinctly one we were always late to church my dad wasn't a pastor he was a dce so like he it's not like he was involved with the service a lot of times um but we were frequently late not really late we were like 10 five ten minutes late but we were consistently my family was lucky lucky to get there by the children's message we were consistently five to ten minutes late until i remember one new year's mom says our new year's resolution as a family is we are not going to be late to church anymore and she kept it i don't know how i don't know how she made that happen uh probably just sheer willpower but one of the only new year's resolutions that has ever been made and kept was by my mother because we made it to church on time good for her yeah (laughs) but i mean circling back there are families that i love to see every week because i know like that it can be a pain for them to get there but they still come because it's important i get messages and uh stuff of you know questions about people's personal time and devotion um and that like that kind of thing excites me because it tells me that they're doing the legwork to 
better themselves as a Christian and as a disciple um, outside of our time in worship. Um, <laughs> in Bible study yesterday, I had a woman, and you know who you are if you're listening to this, uh, but the biggest smile crossed her face when she realized that she had something written down from a previous week in Bible study. Uh, and like, she got so excited that she could answer my question quickly because she, she had the answer in front of her. She was paying attention. Um, and like, when you take those things seriously, we appreciate that about you. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and if you get that quote, we appreciate that about you. <laughs> Um, yeah, just another example of that a couple weeks ago in a, uh, in a sermon, I referenced how much time I have logged on the, on the video game destiny. And it is, it is over 47 days of game time, right? It's a lot of game time. Yikes. And I got a text later that afternoon from one of my members saying, you know, don't feel too bad, pastor. I have, it was like 32 hours logged on Animal Crossing, or 30, 32 days logged on Animal Crossing. Um, and then his wife, who it was a group text, his wife was like, yeah, I have like 30 hours logged on, or 30 days logged on Animal Crossing. Um, just so you don't feel so bad. And also, we were listening to your sermon. So, it, like, it sounds silly, but it really, sometimes you stand up there and you're like, is this, Am I just filling time? Like, is anybody actually hearing and, and taking this to heart? So those messages of like, yes, I heard you. Mm -hmm. And especially if you send a message of like something, you are changing something because of something that we said. Like, that's enough. That keeps me going for at least a week. Yeah. Um, like if I preach, uh, if I preach a sermon about, uh, now, I'm going to use this example because it's still with me, and I preached this sermon four years ago. So it was one of, I remember it, the power went out in the building. Uh, my in-laws were there, which was, it was a stewardship sermon. So my in-laws showed up for the stewardship sermon where the power went out. Um, but I remember very distinctly several people came up the next week and they said they had changed their giving. They had increased their regular giving because of the sermon. Like and four years later, that's still sticking with me. It's, it's not hard to make your pastor happy. <laughs> Listen to the 12 minute sermon and uh, apply as appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, I I have a handful of those too where people come to me and there's genuine recognition of you know what the word of God is trying to tell us about something um or even a recognition of of how something that they knew applies in a place that they didn't. Um you know, I have I have memories of, of Bible studies that stick out, especially where we got into the weeds of something, you know, controversial or divisive, and uh, 
people would come up to me afterward and um when i saw the recognition that oh yeah when it says that we shouldn't you know i'm this is a fake example but based on a real one when it says that we shouldn't murder uh and jesus then applies that to you know evil thoughts about our neighbor uh that means we can't vilify you know x group that we don't like um yeah i like hate those you, x's yeah really like but when how dare you have four points in a letter <laughs> get over yourself but when we hear those words of recognition it like it is it is truly truly appreciated like those of you listening out there you got to realize that validates everything we do mm -hmm. because that is the goal right the goal is to bring you the gospel and to bring you closer to god's will for your life mm -hmm. so if you tell us that we have actually brought you closer to where god in like a concrete way not in a oh pastor good sermon way mm -hmm. in a real way we have impacted your life and drawn you closer to where god wants you to be Mm -hmm. you are validating our entire career right like that's that's what we do this for so i remember um i think it's in yeah it's in matthew's gospel um my home pastor did a sermon on um how Matthew incorporated patterns into the genealogy of Jesus to spell out David's name. Um, it's kind of cool, um, but it points to his his being a fulfillment of of the kingly line of David. Um, and for some reason, that illustration stuck with me. For years and i brought it up like two years into seminary i was like yeah, i don't know like when you preach this but this is something that stuck with me for all those years as like this is truly god fulfilling his promises um and my pastor just looked at me and went there's no way i remember that sermon <laughs> And then <clears throat> gave me this dumbfounded look, and I was like, it stuck with me. And well, I did. Yeah, exactly. It stuck with me. I, I remembered that sermon, and I appreciated it. And, like, I don't know if he got anything more than a big smile out of it, but, like, looking back, I wish that other things that I had stick with me, I would have pointed to more, you know? My 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 parents every Sunday on our drive home from church would ask us, you know, what's one thing that you are taking away from the sermon this week? Which, by the way, if you want a like elementary way to start engaging with your family on the Word of God, that is a great place to start. Um, but I wish that I would have taken those and then gone back to my pastor with them more often. Um. Because I know that, like, me now hearing 
similar things. I would have appreciated, I would have appreciated hearing something like that. So I think he probably would have as well. Yeah, well, and on our sample size of two pastors, I can confirm, I, I profoundly appreciate that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, now that isn't to say I don't appreciate the, like the almost obligatory good sermon pastor on your way out, but like, <laughs> that's the deep that's like if someone says how are you doing and you said good and you like it's <laughs> are you are you really doing good or did you just say that um so the unless you have more i those are like the churchy things that that like again they validate our entire our career like our calling right i've yeah. taken two vows in this world one is to my wife and the other is to be a pastor. So like, <laughs> you can't really validate the one that's up to me and Chris. But the other one, you know, validate that I made a right decision, I guess, um, that I'm doing something about this right. Yeah. Moving get... away from the churchy stuff, though. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, fun things that people do when they appreciate us. I got well, it. Hang well, on, go I got a gift from my ladies, uh, the church ladies. That was, it was good. It was like a survival kit. So there was like a lifesaver for when I feel like I'm drowning, a marble for when I've lost too many of my own, uh, a uh, Bro, they needed to get you a whole of... jar of <laughs> Probably an eraser for when I make mistakes, uh, a band-aid for uh when i do damage to myself essentially um and like you would never a bunch of other things in there too i can't remember off the top of my head but um i got a good laugh out of it and it it brightened <laughs> up my day and, and i appreciated that um i've had a couple of uh funny biblical comics sent my way from past or from uh, first. Keep notes. rolling. Hold on. Okay. Um, when I finished my vicarage year, uh, I got a. <laughs> there were a group of guys that I I golfed with pretty regularly, and uh, one of them uh, would change his putter frequently, uh, in order to uh, get better. And I would mock him for it. And so he took a bunch of old putters and turned them into a trophy and said, uh, this is for being the best vicar at golfing because you're the only one. So this isn't really that big of an award. And they spelled my name wrong in some horrific way because it's long in German. And yeah, it was great. <laughs> for those of you who are not watching the video, I received this for Pastor Appreciation Month on Vicridge. It says YOLO, LOL, JK, BRB, Jesus, which stands for You Only Live Once, Laugh Out Loud, Just Kidding, Be Right Back, Jesus. <laughs> Don't get me crap like this. Because <laughs> I don't use it. Um speaking of gag gifts like that's a great gag gift but 
I don't know. I'm not wearing that shirt. He's got me? he's got the one. He doesn't need another one. It's it's just uh um but it, but if we're talking like in simple ways, how are you gonna how are you gonna make me happy? Food's an easy one. <laughs> like it's I mean I struggle with it because I am trying to be healthy and whatnot. So if if everybody brings me freaking brownies, that's you're creating temptation for me. Um, Dangerous. But like, and and I think I told my elders this: if they ever notice that I'm really struggling and have a hard time, I cannot express to you how joyful I would be if one night someone were to ring my doorbell and it's the Domino's delivery person because someone ordered me pizza and just sent it to my house. That that would I I can't express to you how joyful that would make me. Um, I'm an easily pleased person, right? <laughs> um, the stuff like this is always like one of the members of the congregation made this for me and that was cool. And, like we appreciate gifts. Gifts are nice. Cash is nice. I. I'm terrible at getting gifts. Just as a warning to anyone. In oh my yeah. I'm. <laughs> you're net. You need to. If if you're gonna give me a gift. First of all, I probably won't open it in front of you unless you make me. But I. Do not react very much. Like, it's not that I'm not excited about the gift. I just am not a very, like, I'm not a very strongly reactive person. So if you're expecting me to just gush and be super excited and over the top about it, don't make me open the gift in front of you because that's not the reaction you're probably going to get. Um, so, yeah. I wanted to talk about one. I mean, I know we kind of strayed into a little bit of silliness, I guess, but something else I really appreciate, and it's not a churchy thing, but it it's like a personal thing. Um, when people talk to me like a person, mm. right? Pastors are people, mm. and that means a lot of things, right? That means we're broken. That means we screw up. But that also means like there is more to me than the hour I interact with you on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So talk to me like a person, which means two things. First, talk to me about your stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, do, like I want to hear about your, your non-church life. I want to hear about how mad you were at the, at the most recent Kings game. I want to hear about what you're doing next weekend. I want to hear, like, I want to hear about that stuff. Like, like we're friends or something, right? Um, but then talk to me about my stuff, right? If if all you know personally about me is what I have shared as examples in sermons, right? There's like talk occasionally. Ask me how the weight room is going. I would love to talk about the weight room for a few minutes with someone on a Sunday morning, <laughs> or ask me how my destiny addiction is doing. So t- like, just talk to me like I'm a person. It it goes a really long way. And another thing, I, I have one member who's really, really good about this. Watch out for my well-being because 
and this isn't across the board, but it is pretty typical of pastors. We tend to suck at watching out for ourselves. Like mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, like I, I have one guy who at least once a month checks in and sees how many hours I'm working. Not in a, are you working enough hours in a, you need to work less kind of thing. And he, he checks in at least once a month. A lot, a lot of times he'll check in a couple times a month to, to make sure I'm, I'm not working myself to death, uh, checking in stuff like that. And, um, which it's gotta be a certain kind of relationship, right? Cause if you ask me how my mental health is doing and we're not close, you're like, if it's doing bad, I'm not going to tell you that. So you develop the relationship okay. first and then you can ask me how I'm doing and I'll give you an honest answer regardless of whether it's positive or negative. So that's, I appreciate the people at Edgewater who look out for me because I admittedly sometimes don't do it well enough on my own. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that I also appreciate is when, um, when people realize that you are also not their previous pastor, um, that's maybe not as much as of an issue for you because um, your context is a little different. But um, I'm stepping into a church where they've had a fascinating series of relationships with previous pastors. And so there's a lot to compare me to. Um and I I thoroughly appreciate my members that don't fall into that temptation. Um, that realize that I am, I mean, apart from the fact that I'm a uh, large, young, very hairy pastor, uh, which is fairly different from their uh, previous pastors, but like, I appreciate when people recognize that I'm like, I can't minister to people the same way that their previous pastors did because my strengths may not be their strengths. My strengths might, or their strengths might be some of my weaknesses. Um, but I'm going to lean into the things that I am, I'm good at to make sure that I'm caring for people. And when people recognize that is how I'm attempting to do my ministry, boy, do I appreciate that. Um, and it, it definitely helps me feel like they want me as their pastor, not just they want a cookie cutter, like run of the mill. They don't want the old guy. Back. Well, just less yeah. retired <laughs> yes exactly yeah um there was a church in my circuit that went vacant last fall and um i've been doing a lot of praying for them because my circuit visitor kept noting that um what they wanted 
was another version of the guy that they just had retire. And I like I pray I never have to step into one of those kinds of situations. They'll take one look at you and be like, uh uh-uh, uh, that won't work. <laughs> it's probably true. But I, mean, I bet your time, set like... is full of yellow flags for congregations <laughs> like that. That's possible. Uh, that's something uh for for anyone who doesn't know a set i don't need, i don't know what the acronym stands for um uh, self evaluation tool actually yeah i did know that um yeah it's it's basically a it's like a 50 questioned thing of what is your practice as a pastor mm-hmm. how do you handle baptisms and marriages and confirmations like what's your preference with worship what's your like your preferences and your practices on a whole bunch of stuff. So that's what the set is. And every every pastor in the LCMS is supposed to have a regularly updated set. You're supposed to go back every few months and make sure everything's still current, add any continuing education that you've done, that kind of stuff. Um, and when we were when we were getting interviewed for first calls at the seminary, a lot of people would joke that I was going to end up at like some super high church Midwestern place, which is not where I really wanted to go. And my response is always one look at my set and they will not, they will never even consider extending a call my way. Mm -hmm. So Ben, I think you're safe. Because I suspect your set looks similar to mine, at least, at least in several ways. Probably, probably, but still, like, just being allowed to be Pastor Ben and not, you know, fill in the blank pastor from the past. I very much appreciate that. You mean Pastor Ulschlager? No, I'm Pastor Ben. Nobody wants Sorry. to spell. Reverend Olschlager. I actually go by the term or by the uh, honorific father. <laughs> Not the esteemed Reverend Benjamin Olschlager. Nobody uses it. Um anyway. Honorific father. That sounds that I don't like that. I don't like that one. We can leave that one. We can leave that one on the shelf. Uh, so, uh, before we get to takeaways, what is the best gift you've ever received? Ooh. The best gift I've ever received. As a pastor or is just in general? You can go ahead and say both. Go for it. I'm actually going to grab it. I'll be right back. Oh, well, while he's doing that, I'm going to share mine and then not tell him. So I'm going to entertain me and maybe you, but not him. Um, I think the best, the best gift. Oh, dang it. He's back. Never mind. Abort mission. 
I don't know what you've been saying about me while I've been gone, but it's fine. You can you can roll. You can listen to it and find out. So, um, my brother was my best man for my wedding, and my dog thinks that that is playtime because this thing kind of looks like one of her toys. Um, but I'm an avid disc golfer. Lee my Beck. dog's uh, playing calmly in the hallway. My dog is amped. Um, but my brother got me this custom dyed disc golf disc with a uh, Minnesota Twins logo, my and my wife's name on it, and the date of our wedding. And I know that he had to do a little bit of legwork to get it done. But, like, I didn't know it was coming, and it's something that, like, I genuinely loved right off the bat. Um, and I think that makes it the best gift I've ever received. How about you? Um, I think the, the best gift I've ever received was actually last Christmas. Uh, my wife, Chris, got me a scroll saw. And boy, howdy, let me tell you what, that is a fun tool to play with. Nice. Um, but I think, I mean, and I don't have a ton of experience on this, but the best church gift I've ever received, at least for now, it is this bottle that has the church branding on it and my, my name and title, I guess. But I use this all the time. It is, it is pretty literate, like almost 24 seven, this is within five feet of my person. Um, I am hydrated because I have this. <laughs> so, uh, and as we mentioned earlier, it is filled with water, not liquor. If I limit it to church gifts, I think mine has to be uh, there's a banner hanging in my office at church that was made for my installation at Good Shepherd. Um, and it's it's awesome. Um, I read it as the congregation's prayer for me. Um, that they want me there to prepare them, to help them to bear fruit. Um, and you may have seen it in some of our past podcast episodes in the background, but um, yeah. I thoroughly appreciate that. Josh, we do takeaways? Let's do takeaways. Um, mine is simply this. If you want to appreciate your pastor, show up and really be there. Mm -hmm. Don't just be a warm body. Listen, apply, engage. Because mm -hmm. that's, that's, prob that's probably the most meaningful thing you can do for mm -hmm. your pastor. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Take away. Um, I will echo that and add to that. Um, get involved um, with whatever the, the ministries, the work of your church is, get involved.
Um, so some prayer thoughts for you going forward. Pray for pastors who uh, have to grin and smile as they receive uh, weird <laughs> gifts this month. Uh, hopefully neither yeah. of us has to do that, but I guess there's a potential. But a lot of pastors this month are going to just get some weird gifts that they have to pretend they're excited about. So mm -hmm. pray for them and their acting skills. Uh, mm -hmm. Give give thanks for your pastor. Um, if he's if he's doing his job, I guess. I hope I hope everyone's pastor who listens to this is doing their job, considering most of them probably go to our churches. Um, and uh, yeah, and praise God for working through scrubs like us. Shameless plug time. <laughs> um, uh, we are on all the major pl podcasting platforms. Follow, subscribe, whatever the branding on that particular uh, podcast is. Um, it's it's nice for us. To, it's another thing we can appreciate. We look at the number and we say, okay, people actually are listening to this. It's actually worth the time we're putting into it. Um, so so and and obviously the benefit for you, you get notified that new episodes are out or whatever. I get notified twice because I have the Podbean app because that's like initially how it gets posted. And I have Spotify because that's what I use for everything. So every Tuesday morning, I get two notifications that we have a new episode out. And I'm sitting there thinking, I knew that. Didn't have to tell me once. But anyway, so subscribe, follow, whatever it takes. Um, and also we do have a Facebook page. You can like it if you want. Really, the only thing that gets posted on there is every week when the new episode comes out, a, a post goes out on Facebook saying, hey, we have a new episode out, um, which is a moot point if you're subscribed to the podcast. But the Facebook page is good for reaching out to us with topic suggestions or guest requests if you want to be on the show or you want us to try and get someone on the show. Um, especially it's helpful if you are not personally connected to one of the two of us. So. Um, there's all that. Uh, I feel like I had another shameless plug, but I don't think I have another shameless plug. Oh, yeah, go to church. Go to church. See you in church on Sunday. We appreciate that. Get you some Jesus. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Why no, was there that's... so much hesitation in that? I was still confused and concerned about the previous stuff. We're good. Just don't worry about it.